Um, oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. This is. I won't put this in there. I want to ask you: um, Is there a like Twitter handle or like social media page or any way like we can give you a shout out? No. No. no okay, that's fine. No. That's fine. I forgot to ask you <laughs> off the top. So I don't want my followers to know about this. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Welcome back to another episode of The Torrent, a podcast giving you discussions on music, movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan and Matt. Guys, what's going on? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Just uh, went and saw a movie by myself for the first time. It was an interesting experience. So, Wow. I, You know, I have yet to do that. What's that What's that like? It's actually, you know, you could just kind of by yourself, chilling. Yeah. There's not too much stress. You don't have to worry about another person next to you or anything. So, Was that a full theater, or were you, like, just, like... Shoulder to shoulder with strangers, you're just chilling. No, there's like two seats in between me and the next people over, and I had one of the recliners, so it wasn't. It was, it was fine. Those recliners are nice, man. Yeah. Would you say, Alan, that you were flying solo? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid. <laughs> Point for Matt. Yeah. Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that cheesy line in a minute. Um, yeah. First, we have a special guest on the show today. Uh, we've name dropped him multiple times in past episodes it's our pal zach zach welcome to the torrent what's up man hey guys how's it going not too bad um first off thank you for joining us today um i think it's safe to say you're probably the only other person i know um that is a huge star wars fan like i am like i think i've i've talked to you multiple times before when we're gaming and you seem to know a ton about the lore and uh obviously you've seen all the movies have you watched the animated shows too oh yeah clone wars i haven't seen rebels but okay clone wars was amazing yeah i mean i think you knew a ton so we wanted to have you on the show today just to talk about uh solo a star wars story so welcome thanks Biggest fan, just, so pretty excited. <laughs> May I just say I am literally half chub hearing Zach's voice on the Twitter podcast. It's very. I'm full it's a chub. Big I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, only half, dude. What? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Um, so Zach, before we get started, I just want to find out a little bit about uh, what your experience is with like entertainment, like movies, games, music. So we talk about all of it on the show, as you know. Um, give us some of your favorites in in everything. What what sort of things are you into? Um, definitely Star Wars is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm really into Marvel, um, cool. all those movies. Mm-hmm. I like DC, but I'm kind of disappointed in what they're doing yeah. um, lately. That yeah, sucks. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pretty much everything. I love horror movies. Cool. Um, yeah, how about on the in the music realm? What, do you, what kind of stuff do you like to listen to? All sorts of stuff. I like uh, <clears throat> rock. The, the one thing I don't get too much into is rap. Okay. Oh, interesting. In, in country, I gotta say that too. Okay, Ooh. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have a whole discussion on that coming up on the show. So we're definitely, yeah, I'm right there with you. But uh, country, I I have a hard time getting into it. Um, Two strikes, yeah. you're out, Alan. <laughs> That's the way it works. Cool. Um, also, congratulations to you. You're recently married, right? Yes, I am. Uh, it's been a week. Nice, nice. Yeah. How's that? Uh, how's that going so far? Is it? Do you feel like a, a noticeable difference in your life now that you're married, or is it just kind of like? No, same it's old? not really different. We've been dating for like seven and a half years, so oh, wow, it's not okay. different really at all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If, she, if she's listening to you right now, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in danger, blink. <laughs> he, blinked, he blinked like seventeen times. There, so. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's awesome though. It was yeah. a great time. It's like um, you get ready for probably two years for the wedding and then it's over in a blink of an eye so yeah amazing cool well congratulations to you man thanks all right so you guys uh ready for the news yeah cool so ready uh this week's weekly download is brought to you by therm scissor punch are you a seemingly generic background character in a star wars film do you like to play space poker is your name a ridiculously on the nose and batshit crazy are you also a giant lobster sign up to play therm scissor punch today so if you guys didn't know that in the uh, poker scene where Lando and Han are playing uh, Sabacc, there's a giant lobster uh, alien creature, and they named him Therm Scissor Punch. 
Huh. Oh so, wait, the, the first yeah. one or the second time they play? Uh, the first one. The first time they oh. play. It's not the guy with all the eyeballs? No, it's another guy. Oh. It's absolutely ridiculous. Therm scissor punch. Therm scissor punch, yep. Is he the guy that like chew, chewed his fingernails off or something in the whole Oh, it part? might have Oh. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Nice. I like that name, Therm. Guys, call me Therm from now on. Okay? Therm. Matt is out. <laughs> Therm is in. Matt is out. Therm is in. Therm 28. <laughs> Therm is in. Uh, all right. Uh, first up today, we got the Black uh, Black Klansman trailer, so starring Adam Driver, um, two cops. Uh, one is a on the phone uh, undercover. The other is in person on the cover. They infiltrate uh, a sect of the Ku Klux Klan. What did you guys think of this? I thought it was a pretty interesting trailer. Matt, we'll start with you. Okay, I I, I didn't think it looked. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be kind of funny, kind of like um, I don't know. If I, I don't want to say political, but like. Topical, oh, it's definitely yeah. political, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So then that is what I meant to say. But either way, I just I felt like it was I mean, it might be funny, it might be entertaining, but it didn't really seem like my type of movie. Okay. Um I thought it might be kinda entertaining, but I probably won't go see it in theaters. Yeah. It said it was based on a true story or something. Did I, I see that right in the trailer? I think yeah. so, yeah. I saw yeah. that too. I just watched it. I saw that too. I don't know what the story is. That sounds interesting, but um I don't know. I just think it plays too much like comedy and too much like a kind of serious movie and mm-hmm. i just i wasn't super into it but who knows if it's the perfect balance of funny and addressing that issue you know mm-hmm. i think i'd go see it in, cool. in theaters if it oh, got wow. good ratings and stuff point. that's a good point it was a mix of the two I yeah like that. i forget who the director is but uh it's getting a lot of traction i think it's um it could be a well received movie when it actually comes out so we'll keep you up to date on it next hereditary uh this movie is a new horror movie that's set to release pretty soon it's being touted as the scariest movie since the exorcist or something like that i keep seeing quotes um they're they're saying this movie is absolutely terrifying like one of the scariest movies of our like of recent years um the trailer was released i thought it was insanely creepy um that little girl is ridiculous um is ridiculously scary. Uh, I don't know if I have the guts to go see this in a theater, but what do you guys think? I thought this just looked like super scary, super creepy. Yeah, and that—that's my favorite kind of horror movie. Like, I don't need the jump scare. I don't need the gore scare. I want something yeah. that's just going to make me feel creeped out and super unsettled. I agree. And that's yep. that's, a, that's a hit for me, and I think this might might hit the that uh that genre. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, I would prefer you? to oh, see it in theaters and never, never see it again. Yeah, <laughs> I actually everybody's you know around you. And... It's like a band aid. Just rip it off real quick. Just get it over with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't want to see it alone, like at home in the dark. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god. <laughs> um, I I agree with you guys. I am really excited to see this. I I had not heard of it or seen trailers for it before. Uh, you or whoever put it in the show notes. Yeah. Whoever recommended that. It looks awesome. I agree with Alan completely. That's my favorite type of scary movie. And yes. I cannot wait to see this. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to... When, when's it come out? Yeah, let's, do it all, let's do it all together. It comes Sound out like pretty. this weekend, doesn't it? Oh, does it? June, oh, June 8th. Uh, wide release. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. It debuted at Sundance January 21st. Okay. Um, all right, next. Jamie Foxx was cast as Spawn, the rebooting... The movie, uh, the popular comic book series into a new movie. They made one back in the 90s. Um, so they're kind of rebooting the franchise and they cast Jamie Foxx. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think? I'm so excited. I saw the one in the 90s. I haven't seen it in like um, probably 10 years or something, but it yeah. was so cool. It was like such a dark take on like a hero. Right. I, I think it'll be really cool. His powers are so cool, like his chains and his like cape. It's um, just really remind me a little bit of what the the story for Spawn is. I think it's one of the superheroes I'm like least familiar with. I'm not too familiar with the story. It was something where he like, I think he went to hell or something. And okay, made a deal with the devil and came back. And there was this really weird. Do you remember the clown in the movie? No, no. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. Um, how about you guys, Alan, Matt? Any thoughts on this? Uh, no, um, I don't remember ever seeing Spawn, really. Okay. But um, I like Jamie Foxx, so hopefully he does a good job. That'd yeah. Cool. I mean, it's Google Pictures of Spawn. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it looks badass. I mean, the 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 most exposure I've gotten to Spawn is he was like a a, a special playable character on like Soul Calibur two or something like that. So that's the only that's the only exposure I've had to Spawn. But um, yeah, I like Jamie Foxx. I think he's a really good, uh, really talented actor. And uh, I know Zach. I think yeah, that you're kind of jogging my memory a little bit. He he goes to like hell or he's from hell or something like that. And um, it could be a, a really good anti anti hero film. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what detail what more details details come out about the movie. Um, all right, moving on to some gaming. Fallout seventy six has been getting a lot of traction on the on the internet lately. Um, a lot of people aren't sure of what this game is going to be, but um, <clears throat> it seems like it's going to be a survival alt. Uh, a multiplayer RPG survival game. So think like uh, Rust or DayZ. Um, so pretty much it's going to have some base building elements. Now it could be like first person don't starve, Matt and Allen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not really sure what this game is actually going to be, but uh, what do you guys, what all? What do all of you think about it? Okay, does is this confirmed, Nick, about the online multiplayer RPG survival thing? Is that's that what's being confirmed? reported on? I think they're not going to release full details until E3, but um, early E3 early report, yeah, early reports are that this is what this is what it's going to be. I think a lot of fans are expecting it to be another installment in the Fallout series, so the single player um, like you know RPG game. But uh, I think they're going with a a little bit different direction on this one, so. Um, I would support that. I really have been enjoying that genre of game, the RPG survival thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I hope it doesn't just like, I hope it's, I mean, I'm sure they'll do a good job. Fallout is always a good game, so I'll definitely play it, but I just hope it's, I hope they do it well. I hope they do that genre well. People are comparing it to Ark, um, that Diamond Sword kind of Yeah, survival game. okay, okay. Oh, that would so, be sweet. That would be, but that game got a lot of black because... It was awesome and cool, and Taming Dinosaurs is the greatest. But the base building thing was a nightmare because people used to go from server to server, just like like wiping through and just like obliterating everyone. Like right. people would say that like they it would be like a full time job for their clan to defend their all, their base and everything that they build. Like over in the middle of the night, people would just come through and just destroy everything. And I hope it's not a like the persistent world type situation where somebody could destroy your all of your hard work. Like right. they said, they played like 300 hours or something of it, and then all of a sudden, um, in like one night, someone would just a whole bunch of people would go through and destroy all of it. So that is, that I mean, that's bullshit. Yikes. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But that's why Ark has got not great reviews. So yeah, if it's anything like that, I think I'm going to be a little bit disappointed with the game. I just I, I don't have the time, nor do I have the patience to, like, play a bunch of hours with you guys, only to have someone come in and just like wipe it all away and. Then we have to start yeah. all over again. Like, this doesn't sound really fun to me. No, I agree. But I do like the Fallout franchise, though, in general. So maybe maybe Bethesda could do something special and really, um, you know, really put their stamp on the whole genre. Have you guys had any experience with DayZ? I know that it's being compared to that game a lot. No, not really. I used to watch a bunch of people play that maybe like three or four years ago. Okay. I used to, went, like, before PUBG came out and everything. Um, and the Battle Royale, like, Fortnite thing was popular. Right. Daisy used to be pretty awesome because Daisy was sort of like that. It was okay. like a it was like a PUBG-type game, but there were also zombies. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was awesome. Cool. I think PUBG, where you're fighting each other, but also you can form alliances, like, randomly, and there's zombies that you need to look out for. That sounds so fun to me, so. Cool. Yeah. If that's what it's like, that would be really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next. Alan, you wanted to give a little shout out to a game, Slay the Spire. What's up with uh, what's up with this game? Yeah, this is a pretty interesting game that I discovered recently. Uh, a friend of mine, McKenna, was playing it and uh, showed me it, and looked really interesting. I was very apprehensive because it was an early access game, which you guys know I don't really like early access, don't really like loot boxes. You know, I'm kind of against that sort yep. of. I just want a complete game shipped, but I caved. <laughs> I bought it uh, actually after the last podcast we did on Sunday and was yeah. up to like 2.30 that night playing it. Oh, Super man. tired at work the next day. This game is incredible. What? <laughs> yeah. Alan. It's a, it's a roguelike. So think of uh, like Rogue Legacy or The Binding of Isaac. Um, okay. Mixed and for, those, with, uh, for those who don't know what that is, what is that type of game? 
A roguelike means uh, as you play through, you basically have one life, and if you die, you start over from the very beginning. Oh, okay. To try and get all the way to the end and uh, basically beat the final boss or something along that line. Okay. Wow. Um, so it's a roguelike mixed with a deck building game. So think of like uh, like a Hearthstone, but a little bit simpler. Okay. And uh, you go through, uh, you fight monsters, um, You there's shop people there, there's harder monsters, and then at the very end, there's a spire where you fight a boss, and you go through three times trying to do this, and through every encounter, you're getting new cards that you can add to your deck that unlock different abilities for your person to do during the combat. And based on how you build your deck, uh, it'll be po- more powerful, less powerful, and you'll get farther, not as far in the in the game. So, cool. Uh, each run is feels completely different from the previous one. Um, you can do a whole, whole bunch of different strategies, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Mm. And there's just a lot of creativity in in how you play the game and how you go through it, and it hasn't gotten boring for me yet. So, is this a no. single player experience, or is there a multiplayer function? No, just single player at the at the moment. I don't think okay. they plan on adding multiplayer at all. Uh, okay, but they do all. How long does it take usually to play the uh, the full game, like playthrough? Um, it could vary anywhere from maybe about a half hour to fifty minutes if you're um, going for you know a complete full game. Sure. Uh, just depending on how fast you play and how new you are to the game. I know. I know my first run took me like forty minutes, and then now I'm playing faster, okay. and I can do it in like 20, 30 minutes. So. Alan, can I ask you something? This is what I'm nervous about with early access games. Are you nervous that you're going to play it so much now? while it's in development that they'll slowly release new cool awesome things and then by the time they it's fully released there's all this cool new things that you <clears throat> will have played it so much that you'll be sick of it by the time they finish it are you nervous about that at all yeah and i think that's kind of one of the the downfalls of early access is that you don't really have a finished game yet but for me the game itself is so good and so far at this point that it feels like a new game or it feels like a, a complete game to me Okay. And so I, I still get as much out of it as I would even if it were a finished game. So, Yeah. So we talked last week about uh, Stonehearth, which is an early access game. And the only reason I haven't bought it yet, because I felt similar to that game about you do about Play the Spire, is that I'm nervous to get sick of it before it's fully released. So uh, you'll have to keep us posted as new updates and stuff come out for Slay the Spire because I want to hear how you're, how you're still feeling about it. Yeah, definitely. Let's, uh, let's jump into some music picks here. I picked a song called Could Be Worse by Lower Lower Than Atlantis. Um, I recently discovered this band, this but they've been out for a while. They're kind of a, a British uh, punk band who's been on the scene. Um, haven't got as much airplay over in the States here, but I definitely think in listening more to them that they deserve a, a lot more popularity than they have because they're a great band. Um, I would describe them, Matt, I know we, we talk about the 1975 a bunch. They're kind of like a, a more punk version of the 1975, maybe a little bit harder, um, a little more cool. faster pace, but they definitely have a lot of the same um, motifs as 1975, and they do this really cool thing with a wood block every once in a while, where they just they throw a wood block in there, and it's it's really interesting to listen to. So uh, definitely check out "Could Be Worse" by Lower Than Atlantis. Um, next, I had the song "Sympathy" by Too Close to Touch. Um, if you listen to the beginning of this song, it sounds like it's from The Weekend, like the artist The Weekend, and then huh. it goes into full like angsty, like kind of uh, like a my chemical romance type rock song or something like that. Like it's if the weekend went full rock and roll, like this is what this band is. It's the weekend meets rock. So um, I definitely would check out sympathy by too close to touch. Uh, next up. Uh, my pick is uh, selfish by PNB rock. Uh, this is a little bit different than typical PNB rock. Uh, he kind of goes to a little bit more of a mellow and a ballady kind of style. Mm-hmm. But this song just hits for me. It's got a sick uh, beat coming behind it um some nice melodramatic kind of melodies going on in the back and uh and he just the the whole song itself is just kind of cool and interesting topic and it gets you thinking a little bit because it almost gets into the the uh the uh area of being almost like kind of creepy in a sense and like making you think a little and reflect a little bit on yourself so it's a cool, cool song um zach you got a song for us uh yeah sure i do um <laughs> i'd like Pick My Neck, My Back uh, by Kia. Solid. Uh, it's a really good song. Uh, she knows how to talk about those topics in such an artistic way. <laughs> um, it's just really catchy. Um, whenever we're just taking shots or just having a few beers or something, we put that on. It's, <laughs> it's just a classic. Yeah, that is true. Easy to sing along to. 
Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, for all ages. Yeah, fun for the whole family. That's a fun, yeah, oh yeah, that's a wholesome song. Sure. <laughs> if you're try, if you're like t- you know having on a first few dates with a girl, you need to really like woo her, you know. Right. Yeah. You get in the car. Lyrics, you right. Turn yeah. you turn the just... volume on like medium low. Just push play. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Sure, what you're all about. You know. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is that coming in hard with this music pick? Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, good pick. Good picks, guys. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at VTorrentPod, and you can email us at VTorrentPodcast gmail.com. All right, guys. So now, with that said, let's get into our full solo A Star Wars Story spoiler discussion. Um, why don't we... So I'll preface this by saying, if you haven't seen Solo, stop the podcast, go watch it, come back, listen to what we got to say. So spoilers here on out. All right, let's start with some overall impressions of the movie first. So just speak in general terms, give us your overall thoughts. Zach, why don't you lead us off here? I thought it was uh, I thought it was okay. okay. Um, just okay. <clears throat> just okay. Like it was a good movie, I guess. Like I, I I'm definitely glad I went and saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It just like I, I loved Rogue One, and that wasn't you know part of the, I guess um, saga. You yeah, know, it was like one of those in between right. films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it just uh, wasn't that great, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I don't watch movies very often, so I'm really non-critical. Yep. I thought it was really great. I really liked it. There, f- there was a time where I was, like, maybe um, like two-thirds of the way through, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. It's very, like, cliche and um, just kind of like, I don't know, pretty, pretty classic movie. Didn't right. do anything new. Right. But then... The part where they're talking to Dryden and they bring I forgot what the what was that um like that fuel called they were trying to get oh uh, coaxium yeah they were bringing that back and then all those twists happen and I was like wow this is pretty cool now it's like a twist after a twist and then sure um and I thought that the that group that they thought were in Bruce Marauders was really awesome so I I really liked it I really liked the movie overall cool I thought that's cool twists I thought that. The content of the overall movie was really interesting. It was just like, you know, one thing after another that kept happening. I really liked that. Yeah. Alan? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as Matt. Uh, I think I just didn't have very high expectations going in. And I, I'm not as well-versed in the Star Wars uh, series as, as you guys are. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just kind of like a really enjoyable movie. I didn't really know a lot of the, the story already. So everything was really fresh. And it didn't feel like I was dragging at the end of watching it. I, I enjoyed it from start to finish, and and uh, thought it was actually a pretty good, pretty good watch. So, yeah, I think I'm right there, kind of with you guys. I think this was a fun installment to the series. I think it was good counter programming to a lot of what um, people didn't like about uh, the Last Jedi. I think they they wanted some more fan servicey moments. They certainly got it with this with this kind of movie. Um, it kind of explain some of the lore that we've kind of heard about in books and video games and all that so a lot of people got to see some of the whole history between you know like han and Chewie and han and lando and all that stuff so i thought that was really good however i you know zach i kind of agree with you i think it lacks some of the punch of the other movies some of the uh the weight and some of the the spectacle that the other movies have even rogue one i thought rogue one had some of the you know, peak Star Wars moments in there, and I felt like this movie maybe lacked some of that, and I kind of, I kind of missed it. Even though at some points I was really invested in the movie, it didn't have that specialness that some of the other Star Wars movies have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there was definitely some really cheesy moments that I did not like at all. We'll talk about those, you know, later on, but. Um, yeah, other than that, I thought the cast was great. I really liked Alden Ironreich as, as Han Solo. I know there was a lot of speculation saying like he couldn't act, he was struggling with the part, he couldn't he's, he wasn't going to pull off Han Solo. You know, I I thought he did a really good job. I I believed he was uh Han Solo for most, of, you know, for the whole movie. I thought Donald Glover did an amazing job as uh as Lando. He's just the best, Alan. You were gushing over him last time on the podcast. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he crushed, he just crushed it. it. Yeah, um, you know, I liked uh, I liked uh, Woody Harrelson as Beckett. You know, I think I just the whole cast in general I thought really worked for me. I, I liked everyone there. So, 
um yeah so some minuses but you know overall i enjoyed enjoyed the movie how did you guys feel about uh amelia clark because yeah because one of my friends i heard was saying she was um she's being like typecast into roles that are all similar to daenerys um, um from game of thrones so zach how i'll let you, you take this that? one yeah uh, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, oh, and okay. this may this may be the first thing I've seen her in. But I was, I love the cast, like you just said. I thought yeah. everyone was perfect for their roles, but yeah, her character you, was just. Um, I I thought her character was really good. Like mm-hmm. um, when she turned on him at the end. Uh, Zach, you know, if you really liked uh, Amelia Clark as Kira, you should watch Game of Thrones because you could see her fully naked. So. Will do. Will do. Yes. <laughs> that's that's worth it for the you know just that alone. So pretty much the highlight of the terror. Yeah. Uh, all of Game of Thrones. All of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked her character though. I I liked that she uh, was like deep and complex, and she didn't just do what everyone thought she would do. She just she turned on them at the end, and yeah, Darth Maul was the guy. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Um. I thought Amelia Clark was good. Matt, going back to your question of she's being typecast. Ah, oh yeah, okay. I don't, I don't. It's hard to say. Like her character is a slightly different than Daenerys. I think Daenerys from Game of Thrones is very like she's much more regal, obviously, and um, she definitely got more of an edge than I think Kira did for. Like I think Kira seems to be doing it out of des- eh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think yeah, they're different characters, but. They're mm, man. They kind of are similar though. They are. Like, yeah, you got me. Matt a little bit. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, you got me thinking now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't mean, to, didn't mean to drop a bomb on you, but no, it was uh, good. It's good I, uh, observation. I remember watching the sh- watching the movie, being like, "Oh no!" Like she's so different. And then as the movie kind of went on, I was like, eh, "I don't know." Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that happens a lot in Hollywood, though. I mean, look at Chris Pratt. He plays pretty much the same role in everything now. Yeah. A lovable doofy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's go on to some of our top moments, our favorite moments of the film. Um, Alan, why don't we start with you this time here? What was, give us some of th- th- things you really liked out of Solo. I think my top moment of the whole movie was uh, Matt kind of touched on it when that scene happened where all the double crossing kind of started to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the part where. They open the um, the boxes to try and find the what's it called coaxium? Coaxium, yeah. Uh, with the in the other place, and it was like empty. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it turns out like the people were like the slave race or whatever that was there, and that they were like dressed up. And then the like chick comes in and she like slams her staff in the ground, oh, and yeah. the explosion happens, and they like kill everyone. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that whole scene that was probably one of my favorites, uh, which was cool. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think of that reveal with Enfys Nest being? Like just a young girl, like just a teenager, just they're kind yeah, of like the, freedom fighters. Yeah, that was surprising to me. Actually, I didn't see that coming. I thought they were just going to be like a, a like in a, not really an antihero, but just yeah, some of the another person that they were trying to fight against. And so when it they kind of flipped it and it was part of the rebel force, it surprised me. So yeah, I thought that was a cool reveal. Yeah, it was rumored for um, quite a while that uh, they thought Kira was Enfys Nest, like she was behind the whole thing. And then like halfway through the movie, I realized like she's still with them when Enfys Nest is like attacking them. So I was like, okay, maybe not. And then they finally revealed it. And I was actually glad they didn't go that route because um, they went a completely different route, which like, like I said, we'll touch on. But uh, I was glad that Kira wasn't Enfys Nest. Um, I like, I like the way they did it. And, and those, uh, that band of Marauders ends up being like a very early, um version of the rebel rebel alliance it was kind of hinted at that that's what they're starting is they're starting a rebellion so that was kind of cool uh zach we'll go to you next what was your favorite top moment of the film it's hard to choose between when uh darth maul came out um yeah not of the closet but um (laughs) when han solo was uh piloting the millennium falcon through the uh I forget what they called it, but that gave me goosebumps. I was like, th- yeah. "Like this is where he got it," you know. So, like the the actual Kessel Run part of the movie. Yes, exactly. The, the Maelstrom it, was what it was. That what it was yeah. Oh, the yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That made me want to go come home and play uh, Battlefront. I played Starfighter Assault a little bit. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that part was sick. Um, Wait, what, what was the other one? Because you said two, Zach, right? 
Uh, Dark Maul when yeah. oh, Dark Maul and, and just the, that brief, yeah, yeah, the little cameo at the end there. Yeah, would you get goosebumps at all, Zach, when you finally like Chewie finally got in the co-pilot and he kind of knew already what to do and like they started oh, syncing yeah. up and um, you're like, all right, this is it. This is like the Star Wars I remember. Yeah, and when uh, he was Han was thrown down in that pit to get eaten by a beast and yes. it ended up being Chewie. That was yes. crazy. Yeah, that was. I mean, Chewie was eating people. What? <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, yeah. So, so Zach, what do you think about that? Because for the longest time, I think, in Expanded Universe and all that stuff, it was like Han saves Chewie from the Spice Mines at Kessel or something like that, and he frees his family, and then, like, he owes him a life debt. They didn't really touch on that at all. It was no, just kind of like, he's just part of the crew, and he's just going to hang out and chill. It's like Disney doing what they did with the Marvel movies and kind of doing their own cinematic universe kind of a thing. Yeah, for um, sure. Just taking little bits and pieces of the original story and twisting it and making it their own. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that switch? Yeah, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was good. Cool. I had no problems with it. Yeah, me too. I didn't really have a problem. I just wanted to say one thing. Um, talking about like the, the Kessel run and everything reminds me of the Family Guy Star Wars scene when there's like a bunch of like young college girls in this car and, and Han Solo flies up in the Millennium Falcon, like knocking over buildings and stuff. And he's like, "Hey, any of you girls want to make a make a Kessel run with me?" And like, well, we could, but we only have twelve parsecs. And he's like, oh, "Family Guy, Star Wars is really good. It's really it good." Is, Every time I like they mentioned it, um, there's that other scene where they're like, "Wait a minute, isn't a parsec like a measure of distance or or something like?" <laughs> they like have some like um, like incongruity or something. I, I always laugh so hard at those. So the whole time I was and watching Peter's it, like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was thinking about that the whole movie, and I was so happy about it. But um, I agree that the when they were flying near the maw and they saw that huge monster that was one of my favorite parts that was really freaking cool cool um everything was really neat there i really like that um hang on i had my favorite moment and i forgot what it was I, I mean i agree that the very end when everything's coming out was was really badass and all of the like all the twists that was happening mm-hmm. i think my favorite scene though was when they're at the mining colony and L3 like oh, uh, yeah. liberates them just like kind of on a whim being like, oh yeah, here you go, go do whatever. Yeah. And then it ends up like creating this humongous like rebellion and everything's going nuts. The droid is that... like walking on the control panel or whatever. Right. I thought that whole scene was so cool and I just really like how they captured like how miserable being on a mining colony is and how much suffering there is going on in the yeah. in that um, you know, in the universe really. I, th- I just yeah. thought that scene especially was really cool. They did do a really good job of making the Empire look like they came in and just, like, made everything, like, terrible. Like, either you're super rich and elite or you're, like, just working in a working camp or whatever. It was very kind of um, almost, like, Nazi Nazi regime kind of style vibe to it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I got serious vibes from that, like, especially when he was going to join from Half-Life 2. I don't know if – I'm assuming all of you guys have played Half-Life 2 in the very beginning Mm -hmm. when – like people are getting beaten in the streets and all those like soldiers are um you know like marching through everything and i, I just thought that was so that was really similar and i yeah i, I like that um post well not uh, sort of post apocalyptic stuff i like yeah. that stuff really cool i like that cool um i think my favorite part was more or less some of the vibe you got of introducing some of the underworld and the bounty hunter all the name drops from all the different bounty hunters like it was mentioned that beckett killed aura singh and aura singh is the um the alien species she's the really tall girl with the ponytail uh you saw in like episode one she had a big role in clone wars i think and um just some kind of the interconnections between all the characters i think was really cool i hope they expand on going forward a lot of the bounty hunter stuff um, especially yeah, with the, they, the rumored Boba Fett movie that's coming out and uh, and all that stuff. I, I like that Underworld vibe to Star Wars. I think that was really cool. They mentioned Bosk. That was pretty They sweet. did mention Bosk, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's get into some of the things we didn't like that didn't work for us in this movie. Um, I know I got a couple for sure. Let's start with uh, Matt. Um, okay, so I, I, meant, I mean, we all mentioned a little bit before how cliche and how predictable a lot of the things were. Mm-hmm. The romance between um, Kira and Han, like, I, it was cool and I really liked it, um, 
but there were some things I really didn't like about it. And one of them was just like how just kind of random, like, like he happens to randomly be in that place and she happens to rent like the, the Crimson Dawn area yeah. and she happens to randomly be there too. And then just like the way things worked out, like why on earth would um, Dryden send his top lieutenant, the person he trusts the most to go on this like mission that obviously has like no chance of success. Sure. Even though it worked out, it just, there were so many things that like, I just didn't like that were so cliche and so, I don't know. Like, there's only there's only a certain number of times where it's something so impossible could happen, and it happened a lot. Like, like with the Maw when they were at the Maw and they were trying to like put that drop of whatever into the oh, fusion yeah. reactor, and then and then it works perfectly. And even though the ship is like completely off course because it turned off for a second, it zaps back in, and then they just shoot through that thing. Like, it was very cliche and very, um, you know, it's hard to believe. Yeah, so. I think with that point with uh the crimson dawn stuff i think at least this was my impression i think kira was really the one in charge not dryden voss like she was almost like the like she was using her lieutenant status as cover and then she was like behind it the whole time so she had a soft spot for han and she wanted to go on the mission did you guys get that at all or not really i a little bit okay i didn't but i that's a cool idea i didn't think about that Mm, okay. I think I, I liked most of the story plot and all that, so it wasn't I wasn't too picky about any of that. I think what I liked the least was there were just some weird moments where they tried to be funny and throw some jokes in that just sort of missed. Yeah. And I just remember like them like them just trying to have like a funny moment in some random part of me just being like that wasn't really funny at all. Like I don't understand why they needed to throw that in there. Yeah. I didn't really like I, I might get some flack for this, but I didn't really like the droid that Lando had. Uh L, Oh, L three three seven or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was just like a little bit annoying at, at first, and was just like, "All right, why is this droid so sassy?" Like all of a sudden, and, yeah. And then like there was like the weird love connection thing with her and Lando, and that was a little it, weird. But yeah, yeah, I it was like that. a little weird, but like I don't know, it just seemed kind of like a strange thing to throw in for me. So yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part, but I could see how you can get a kind of annoyed with it. I understand it, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, Star Wars, especially in the video games, has had a long history of having really like spunky droids, like that just kind of like are like unhinged and they just say whatever, as opposed mm-hmm. to being really stiff and stuff. So that just kind of fit right in for me, especially if you played the uh, Old Republic Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic video game. That kind of fits right in with uh, the was it H H K whatever um, from that game. So the assassin uh, droid. Yeah, the assassin droid. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I understand that. I think, because, like, C-3PO and R2-D2 are both, like, quirky and kind of funny. I just felt like she was a little bit over the top with, like, how quirky she was. So okay. It was, like, a little too much for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a little list here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like you said earlier, Nick, it didn't have that, like, it factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I like, the easiest movie to compare it to is uh, Rogue One. And that movie was incredible. Like, everybody died at the end. Um, Vader shows up, and you're just, like, your mouth is, you, your jaw drop, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, I watched this movie, and I really enjoyed it. But, like, I just walked out of the movie without any goosebumps or anything. I, I, you know, like, Avengers, I saw that, and I was like, holy crap. That yeah. was incredible. Or, this movie, just, I was like. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, like, this movie was, like, it was good. That's yeah. it. Even even Rogue One, you walk out of Rogue One, the whole space battle at the end with uh, Darth Vader going down the hallway, like you got amped right at the end there, and you left the theater going like, "That was awesome." And then this one, you kind of got like, "Okay, that was all right." Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Anything else? Um, and then I don't know if you noticed this, but and this is a really minor thing that I've noticed, and I feel like some Star Wars movies and video games is they, especially the Clone Wars series, they like reuse little like quotes and moments and stuff a lot. Yeah, like there, there was a time when the stormtrooper said, "Move along, yes, move along." I did like, that. Yep. I'm, I'm like, you, he can say something else, you know? Like, there's many other things he could have said there. Oh, well, I'm gonna disagree with you. <laughs> I kind of like that stuff. Like that, oh, okay. that part I noticed, and I liked it um, when uh, Han and Lando are talking to each each other. Lando says, "I hate you," and Han Solo goes, "I know." which is like a throw oh. from the I love you, I know, later on Empire. <laughs> um, I kind of like that they do that. It's very, like, poetic. Like, it kind of repeats, like, um, as a verse or something, like, in a poem. It's kind of cool. I like, like it. Like, like tasteful side boob. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys like when um, Han is about to like drive through the maelstrom or something, and he's like, "Ah, I've got a great feeling about this." Yes. <laughs> was yeah, that, that was, uh, was that like a jab at the "I've got a bad feeling about this" thing? One hundred percent, it was. Yep, for oh. sure. Nick taught me about that, so I uh, thanks for that, Nick. Yep, no problem. Um, how did you guys feel about the whole how Han Solo got his name part? Because that really bothered me. I thought he goes up, he goes up to the thing, and he's like, the guy's like, you got a last name? And he's like, no, nah, man, I've been alone my entire life. He's like, all right, we're gonna name you Solo. I that did not work for me at yeah. all. I thought it was really stupid. Just make his name Han Solo and just go with it, like. It became like a like a turn to the camera wink, like a Jim from the Office moment. Like it was just so on the note. Like I hated it. I, it didn't work for me at all. How'd you guys feel about it? I d- I thought it was funny that just some dickhead guy working at the desk was like, hmm, solo. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. He even thought he even thought for a moment, like, hmm, what can we name you? I want to yeah. be like, whatever, man. That's, yeah. I agree. That was kind of lame. But... It was really lame. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> I think you put it well too. Like that didn't even occur to me. Like they could have just made his name Han Solo from the start. Like exactly. Like, I was like, well, they had to give him a last name somehow, and I was like, no, they didn't. They could have just had him have one from you know the start. Right. So from the when start. you put it that way, yeah, that, that was that was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that, that I didn't hate, but I questioned heavily was Han seemed to have a very strong moral compass through this movie. Like he knew. He did the right thing a lot of the time. And when we, Matt, you haven't seen A New Hope yet, but um, when you do watch it again, you're going to realize he's very cynical. He's very selfish. So he's got to get to that point now. And I guess if they're introducing this young Han Solo character and he's supposed to have this giant arc even through the original trilogy, I'm kind of unsure of where he's going to go because now he's going to have to go from having this strong moral compass to kind of being... Uh, sketchy and then he's got to go back to having a strong moral compass again back by the time we get to like Return of the Jedi so I'm not sure where they're really playing with his arc and even in this movie Han didn't really have that much of an arc as a character he kind of just learned things about the un- the underworld but at, you know he still did everything for the same reason and he still like he didn't really change at all did you guys get that? Yeah I liked that though I, I mean I to me, it fe- I, I honestly felt like he was young and inexperienced, mm-hmm. and um, I liked that. I liked that he had a lot of failed. He was like trying to be like all coy and clever when he's like, right over there, I've, there's a a ship filled with like thirty armed men, and when yeah. I snap my fingers again, this and then it turns around, and flies away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, laughing yeah. So hard at that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I I like the vibe that they gave him that he's like inexperienced. He has a good moral compass. Mm-hmm. I like that there is still, you know, like he must go through a lot of crazy stuff to kind of turn him into who he becomes. Okay. It would be really cool to see a prequel to this movie. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna, interesting. Let's see where you're going with that. Yeah. All right. I'd like to I'm see him develop even years. more than he was. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was good. I, I like, I liked uh, the actor that played him. Yeah. Um, he he sold it for me. Um, I, I was worried, like a lot of fan like fanboys were, um, but I, I really liked his character. I thought he was good. Cool. All right, so this is a good time to jump into like predictions then. So, um, so Zach, let's talk about that uh, Darth Maul moment. So at the end of the movie, Kira kind of turns on everybody. She's like, "No, nah, I'm going to do this for myself." Puts the ring in the little communicator thing. Calls Darth Maul. Darth Maul obviously was defeated by Obi-Wan Kenobi. We see him with his robot legs, which is something that was in the Clone Wars uh, TV show. Um, he's kind of the leader of this crime syndicate, the Crimson Dawn, so he's back now. They're kind of leaving it open for another movie, so there might be a sequel to this Han Solo thing, assuming that Disney decides to do this. Um, so there's more to the story, I think. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I... I- I feel like the uh, the sequel is going to be the Obi Wan movie. You think so? Yeah. You think, because... So you think they're gonna almost connect? Like he's gonna go to Tatooine and then he's gonna meet Obi Wan or something, and then they're gonna have a little team up, and that's how he yeah. knows to go to him in A New Hope or something. Yeah, I feel like um, like obviously Han and Chewie will be completely absent from this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know how in Rebels I've seen, but I've seen a um, clip of it where Obi Wan. Uh, fights Darth Maul, you yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes, from Rebels, I, I think, yeah. 
I think that that's going to be the end of that movie is okay. Darth Maul dying. Okay, interesting. That'd be that'd be a little bit of overlap with the shows, but I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I that would I would be interested to see how they're going to write that and put that all together. But that, that that is a cool idea for sure. Like if you kind of predict things out, I mean, Han and Han and Kira are going to meet again at some point, so. Um, she's going to betray him or she's going to die and he's going to turn real cynical because, and then even with the whole Darth Maul thing, um, if Han and it meets, if Han meets Darth Maul, uh, you know, Darth, uh, Han doesn't really believe in the force or lightsabers or any of that BS. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens by the time a new hope rolls around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of that family guy scene too, where, um, Luke Skywalker is like, you don't believe in the Force, do you, Han? And he's like, oh, that thing that you found out about like five hours <laughs> five ago, and I'm not you for not believing in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, I have a Kabbalah bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe in this. <laughs> Remember also when. Um, they show Chewbacca, and he responds to Han. He's like, and he spits water out into the sink, and he's like, always gargle before you take off. Waka, waka. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, so great. Those are good. Yeah. Sorry, I derailed us. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, Matt. Get your Star Wars fill. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's right. Um, so, well, Matt. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alan. Wait, wait. So, were you saying that Darth Maul was our already cut in half when they showed him in this movie yeah so so this is a thing i think that was interesting that disney put a lot of faith in the viewers to put kind of connect pieces together um and they're really because a lot of people don't watch the animated show and the the animated show took place during episode two or you know between two and three however you want to play it um yeah, so apparently Darth Maul survived the fight with Obi-Wan and somehow got robotic legs and then slowly worked his way back up and essentially became an underworld boss. And uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of whole, this, this big giant story arc with him. Gotcha. So, I, I just assumed that this took place before the first you know, episode, episode one. one? Yeah, yeah I, no. Oh, this, okay. is like, this is like five years before episode four, I think, this movie take pla- takes place. Uh-huh. So okay. it's really interesting that they did this, and uh, for the casual fans out there who kind of aren't familiar, it's it's Disney is asking a lot of them to kind of put the pieces together. So I was very surprised. It was enjoyable, but I was very surprised they they did that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So now let's get into our final ratings. Let's. So Zach, as you know, on the show we rate it out of five bottles of mead. So uh, why don't you lead us off here? Uh, what is your rating out of five bottles of mead? I would give it two and a half uh, bottles of mead. Wow. Dang, okay. Zach. Is that good or bad? That's kind of right in the middle, to be honest. That's, that's average. Exact, that's actually 50%. So. That's exceptionally <laughs> average right there. Yeah. It's All still right. two and a half bottles of mead, though. It's got to be. I mean, that's got, a solid it's night It's a little book. good. Yeah. <laughs> Casual mead fast, that's about what we, that's our that's what we pull. Yeah. Um, all right, Alan, how about you? I'm going to go ahead and give it a three out of five. Uh, yeah. I think I put it on par with, you know, Deadpool or, or I guess Deadpool 2 and stuff where it was just a little bit above average. You know, I, I didn't have huge expectations going in. So, yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised with, like, the quality of the cast and the characters that were portrayed and just some of the cool little story um, elements that they threw in. So. Yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed watching it. I think it was definitely worth seeing in theaters. Um, I didn't mind paying the money to go see it. So yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you. I think uh, three out of five bottles of mead it will uh, will do it for me. Solid movie, couple negatives, but um, just fun adventure movie. And it's Star Wars. I mean, I can't complain too much. We're getting another Star Wars movie. So um, anytime I get to watch a Star Wars movie, I'll be happy. So there you go, Matt. How about you? Finish this off. Here. Um, I I'm gonna say I think three and a half. I really liked it. I thought it was fine. I, if I'm if I'm not trying to be too critical, I thought it was a good, like a really really good movie. Yeah. All around, you know, not too many complaints. Three and a half is a good good rating, I'd say. So cool. Yeah. So Matt, um, are you looking forward to the next Star Wars movie to wa- that you're gonna watch? Like you still have to watch the original trilogy yeah, yet. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting to me to watch these movies that take place right before. Because yeah, this before. one was before the original three. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to me to watch Rogue One, for example, before the original trilogy and like really experience it in that order. I like that. Yeah. And to see this movie still and still not have not seen the original trilogy, I also really like that. The more that I'm like learning about this universe and everything, the more deep it gets and just really awesome. Like, yeah, just because Nick, Nick has been explaining everything to me as we watch it. Mm-hmm. Man, it is intense. It is like really deep. Like there's the politics are really crazy. I really like it. So I'm excited to continue watching um, the Star Wars movies like the prequels. Cool. And I think you have a really interesting advantage because now going into the original trilogy, you get all that baggage that was already there. So you get that nice build up. So when we watch right. when you finally watch Empire Strikes Back and you see um, Han and Lando back together for the first time since this last movie, um, you're gonna it's gonna be kind of cool for you. You're like, ah, oh, that's so everything they're referencing is back from that solo movie, which we we've no, uh, the rest of us have seen or uh, n- have known about, but haven't actually seen till now. So that's I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm happy about it. Nice. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, Zach, uh, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, I hope you had a good time, and uh, thanks for reviewing uh, Solo. Oh yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, next time on the show, we are talking all things country music. We're gonna have another special guest on. Yeah. We're gonna. We're. Uh, it is Trump, summer. Yeah. It is summer. Zach. It is summer Hunter. country <laughs> concert season like i feel like there's a country concert going on every day of the week um we're gonna dive deep we're gonna talk about country music matt me and you could talk about our problems with country music and alan and our special guest can convince us otherwise so all that and more next time on the show um this has been episode of the torrent thank you all for listening we'll see you next time Well, that's it for this episode of The Torrent. Thank you all for listening. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email, thetorrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Torrent Pod. We'll see you guys next time.